Murders, Mysteries, and Conspiracies with author Glenn P. Klinger III is presented by the Florida Pickleball Clothing Company. For all your pickleball clothing, go to floridapickleballclothingcompany.com. Now, with today's murders, mysteries, and conspiracies, here is author Glenn P. Klinger III. Hey everybody, it's Glenn, and I want to welcome you to yet another installment of Murders, Mysteries, and Conspiracies. If you are a first-time listener, I want to welcome you to the program and thank you for spending a little bit of your day with me. If you're a returning listener, I hope you have had time to listen to all the episodes on Spotify and iTunes. Maybe go to my Murders, Mysteries, and Conspiracy channel on YouTube and check out some of the two-minute mysteries and other videos there. Well, you can get to all of those through my website, murdersmysteriesandconspiracies.com. Today we're going to talk about something that has really been bugging me, and I think it's because it's um, what's happening all over the news, and that's illegal immigration. You know, the people in Washington, it's an election season, they constantly want to tell us that the border is closed, but it's quite obvious that it isn't. And every day we see lines of migrants streaming across the Rio Grande into America, standing up, waiting to get processed, uh, heading into the interior of our country, and with no real idea of where they're going or what they're going to be doing or anything about them, really. Today, we're going to look at the real impact that these people are having and some of the numbers financially, but I specifically want to look at what these people are doing. There's a lot of these illegals that are coming in here, and obviously they are violent criminals, and they're people that are harming Americans and doing things they shouldn't be doing. Today's episode is going to be migrant murderers, and criminals on murders, mysteries, and conspiracies. So what's the real impact that we're doing? What's our country? You know, These people aren't vetted. And there's a lot of criminals coming across the border. Their way of life is not like ours. And whether you like it or not, it's coming to a neighborhood near you. These people are overwhelming the large inner cities. And it's eventually going to trickle down to the smaller communities. So you're going to have these people impacting your life. Now, at first, when you look at it, you know, it's not a big deal. But when you take it down to a personal level, we're going to look at this. Now, it's a political season. I get it. I understand that people are using it on both sides of the aisle, trying to benefit from it. But I want to go over some things with you. And I think you'll be shocked at, some of the stuff that I found out. On March 10th, 2022, a man named uh, Gene McEwen, he's a citizen of Haiti, he's an illegal immigrant, and he was taken into custody. He killed two people in Daytona Beach, Florida, Terry and Brenda Altman. And this guy was previously arrested, uh, but the charges were dropped. And the Daytona Beach police chief said that this was the most vicious attack he'd seen in 20 years working in law enforcement. And the sad thing is, is in 2019, this guy had been arrested on multiple charges involving cocaine, meth, marijuana, and other things. 
But in 2020, those charges were dropped by the state attorney. And the Biden administration announced a new temporary protected status for people coming from Haiti. So this reversal in the policy that had been put in place by the previous administration allowed this man to stay. And when it allowed him to stay, well, these people never would have died if he would have been deported like he was supposed to be deported. Now, there was another murder down in Jacksonville when uh, Medina Yula, a 24-year-old illegal immigrant from Honduras, was arrested for the murder of a Jacksonville man. And he had crossed the border posing as an unaccompanied minor. And they just released him into the interior. Now, how bad is this problem? I mean, we see numbers all over the place. What I could find was between January 2021 and May of 2023, 12.6 million people crossed the border illegally. Now, that's not including the 1.5 million gotaways that got into the country. So you're approaching about 14 million people. ICE has uh, their hands tied. They're trying to arrest people and, and take the people out that don't need to be here. They picked up in 25 major cities, 171 people living in the United States illegally who were suspected of or convicted of committing horrible, almost unspeakable crimes. And they said of that 171, 103 of those people have been convicted or charged with assaulting children, sexually assaulting or otherwise. And they have charges pending or they have convictions for murder or homicide. I just don't know how we're going to be able to sustain this keep up with this. Now, in Denver, a 32-year-old Mexican citizen was convicted of murder, and he had illegally re-entered the U.S. And Los Angeles, a 27-year-old citizen of El Salvador, convicted of a lewd and lascivious act on a child under 14. In Dallas, a 45-year-old citizen of Mexico was convicted of aggravated assault against a child. In El Paso, a 49-year-old was convicted of sexual assault. Now you've got Venezuelan street gangs in New York City, now, New York City is a sanctuary city, so you've got these people forming gangs up there, and they dragged a 52-year-old woman as she tried to hold on to her purse because they're up there and they've got a purse-snatching ring because these people know they're not going to go to jail. They're just going to get let go. The people that got into the fight with the police officers in New York City, when they were released, they just went to California. So it's not getting resolved. It's just moving around. Fiscal year 2023, which ended in September Immigration and Customs Enforcement arrested 170,000 illegal immigrants inside the country. Almost half of them had criminal records. And they were criminal aliens on an average of four charges and convictions each, including more than 33,000 charges for convictions for assault, 7,500 for weapons and offenses, 1,700 for homicide, 1,600 for kidnapping. The list goes on and on and on. And then you've got Lincoln Riley, the young girl down at the University of Georgia campus who was killed, just went out for a jog the other day. And Antonio Ibarra, 26-year-old Venezuelan migrant, who had been arrested in New York City and then let loose. They let him out and he left town and came down to the University of Georgia in Athens and he murdered this poor girl. She was going out for a run, she tried to call 911, and he drug her into the woods and bashed in her skull with a rock. Now, when you see this stuff, it's easy to become desensitized to it. It's on the news over and over and over again. 
But what I want you to do as my listeners is I want you to close your eyes for a minute and think, what if that was my daughter? What if that was my sister? What if that was my mother, my wife? You know, what if it happens to you? There's not a lot that we can do as Americans when these people start operating in these large criminal organizations like these street gangs in New York City. So it's very, very hard to understand why any of our politicians would want this to happen. And at what point are we as Americans going to say enough is enough? We've had enough. We don't want any more of this. I understand if you want legal immigration, you want more people to be able to have the opportunity to come to America. I get it. I understand it. But they need to do it legally. They need to come into this country legally. And that way they can be properly vetted and they can be properly uh, investigated because we don't know who these people are. And it's going to get to the point when we run out of money as a country trying to keep them up, it's going to hurt us financially. And they're going to come to the neighborhoods and eating things. It's going to get sad in a hurry. And I don't understand why it's so hard to put up a wall. They've been fighting for that for eight years. I mean, look at how it dropped off when they put the razor wire in El Paso, crossing the Rio Grande. They got those containers with the razor wire on top. It's almost stopped. Now they're coming in through California and Arizona. Just put up a fence. It doesn't have to be a wall. Put up a 12-foot razor wire fence and then put up another fence 50 yards in. 12 foot high with razor wire. Put lights in there so you can track people. Do something. But there's got to be a way to stop these people. They did that in Hungary. I don't know if you've seen the guy in Hungary. He put up fences just like that, and it stopped. His illegal immigration stopped. So I think we need to start really thinking about how we're going to get this thing to stop because it's pretty obvious that they're cleaning out their prisons, they're cleaning out their insane asylums, and they're sending the worst of the worst here to the United States. Now, that's not to mention the Chinese nationals. You've got Russian nationals, Chinese nationals, people coming from Arab countries that don't really like us. If you leave Russia or China, you got to tell them where you're going. You can't just go somewhere. It's not like here where you can travel freely. You have to tell them where you're going when you leave, so they know they're coming here. If that's the case, why do they feel the need to sneak across the border? Why don't they apply for a visa? Why don't they apply for something else and come in that route? There's something wrong. These are military age men coming into this country. And the other day I heard something disturbing is that they had video of the Chinese nationals, some of those guys that came across practicing with high powered rifles. Now, how do you go from not having any money being a migrant and looking for asylum, and you come over here and now you're out there practicing with a high-powered rifle. I think that something's going to happen, and I hate to say it, but we need to be careful. As I mentioned, I don't know if you saw my Endless Foreign Wars video on YouTube, but I made a statement in there which was pretty disturbing. But during the Tet Offensive in 1968, the North Vietnamese soldiers walked into South Vietnam dressed as civilians, and then sat and lied in wait until they were told to start the offensives. Those are the people 
that we're going to be fighting as Americans. So we need to prepare ourselves when this happens, because you've got a lot of people that don't really like us now in our country, who knows where, planning and sitting, waiting to do something, to do bad. What really surprises me is when you look at the conviction rate. Now, I read somewhere the conviction rate for illegal immigrants was 2.4 per 100,000. And for illegal immigrants, it is 2.8 per 100,000. So they're letting these people go. And you've got people like Alexis Sorbido. He was an illegal alien from Cuba, history of violence. He beheaded his girlfriend with a machete in 2021. April that year, Francisco Opiza deported four times in the last 14 years. Just keeps coming back. Accused of gunning down five Honduras immigrants in Cleveland, Texas, including an eight-year-old boy. Brian Marquez was had deportation orders on him, and he brutally murdered his roommate by beating him to death. Um, we got to protect the people of America. I mean, we have got to protect these people. Now, how is this hurting our government? You know, it's, it's hurting financially. Um, 69% of illegal adults, illegal immigrants, have no education beyond high school compared to 35% of U.S. born. So we're going to have to educate these people or at least help to educate them so they can get a better job. And needless to say, without any education, they make extensive use of welfare programs. Now, 59% of households headed by illegal immigrants had one or more major welfare programs that they accessed. That's compared to 39% of households headed by U.S.-born people. Based on the use of the major welfare programs, illegal immigrants receive $42 billion, and, which is a lot of money. You've got these guys staying in four-star hotels now. We're paying for that. They're giving them cards and phones when they come across the border. They're making use of the public schools. Average cost per student estimated at 4 million children, illegal immigrants in our public schools creates a cost of $68 billion. Now, when you look across all these federal-based expenditures, we're looking at $817 billion for the federal government and states spending an average of $226 billion on Medicaid. I'm telling you, it's going to kill this country. It's going to crush us financially. It's going to collapse this country. And if you haven't had a chance to watch my America's Possible Collapse on YouTube, you need to go watch that because it's it really lays this out and how it's going to uh, happen. I just wanted to touch base with you today. This was bothering me, and I wanted to get it out. So take a look at it when you get a chance. Illegal migrants, what's going on, the ones that have murdered people. The list is extensive. I touched on a few, but trust me, the list is extensive. So take a look at it. Educate yourself. I'd love to hear from you. This is Glenn, Murders, Mysteries, Experiences. Thanks. You have been listening to Murders, Mysteries, and Conspiracies with author Glenn P. Klinger III, presented by the Florida Pickleball Clothing Company.com.